Listen up, all marketing school fam. I know you have so many ideas in the head of yours, yet struggling to find the time and accountability you need to make marketing work smarter for you. Which is why I want to remind you of our All Access Pass and All Marketing School course library. Think of it as your treasure trove. Pack with our self-paced masterclasses and workshops, tactics and templates, specifically created for marketers like you who aim to channel their superpowers for good. But hey, what's even more exciting is that you're not just getting courses, you're stepping into a whole new world. It's a place where you're surrounded by your passionate community of marketing rebels, which are kind of like your cheerleading squad. Let's be honest, marketing can be a complex puzzle, but we're here to eliminate the guesswork. We're offering you tried and tested tactics to sharpen your strategy. Depending on the plan you choose, you can look forward to full access to our self-paced courses, project submission and feedback opportunities, our expert workshop library, as well as monthly upskilling series and weekly tactics that will really help you stay updated and get accountability when it comes to actually making some progress in your work. We also have monthly office hours, workshops, expert panels, and sprints. So you will be able to access our whole template vault with ready-to-use Notion, Canva, and Google templates, making your life easier. Oh, and did I mention our swipe files and the community matchups? Oh, and the quarterly live deep dives, which are actually valued at £247, but they're included for you and your membership. Well, all this knowledge, community, and more is just a click away. If you want to join us, simply head to amschool.click slash library. That's amschool.click slash library. On with our episode. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly. Empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Oh, I've got to give you permission. Yeah, I give you permission to record. <laughs> this is the new thing, and I was talking to a couple of people I interviewed um, already for, for my other podcast as well. It would it, it would be an option for you to have like the permission setting in Zoom, and I think it changed this past week or ten days. Mm-hmm. So now it says it, but the first time, especially when you're interviewing somebody, you have to probably remind them of that because I didn't know, and I was interviewing this lovely lady, and then uh, my my friend Zoom, she said this meeting has been recorded now. It was a heart attack. I was like, who's talking now? <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that's. I've not, I've not seen that yet. So that's really? new to me. Yeah. Have I been on anything else that's recorded? No, apparently not. Apparently not. <laughs> I only had it three times before. That was, again, when somebody, I think, set it up in their settings. But right now, I think it could be just, just for transparency purposes. Obviously, with like all the transparency policy in general that are going on. Just like, I want to make sure that you know that that dot that says recording is actually on, which I kind of find funny sometimes. I'm like... Lol. So yeah, so that's why you're gonna hear it from now on, especially with us. But in general, if you ever record something, it'll probably come up now. Yeah, I'll look out for it. It's funny because it's like, yeah, that little recording dot. It, it's kind of like it's definitely there. You know, you can see it. But whether some people have just become so immune to the Zoom interface, they're like, 
Oh, right. It's actually recording. Yes, it is. Recorded by somebody. Oh, no. (laughs) I think is is one of those things. Now, there is one thing that I'm really excited to talk about this week, which is probably something you might imagine what that could be. I want want to try and guess. What do you think is, to me, really, really excited that came out this past week? to you um is it instagram related oh hot warm how do you say that like um close to that like warmer warmer warmer, okay. warmer, warmer. is it instagram real related oh you're getting burned oh is it something to do with um some insights <gasps> that's where my coffee it is <laughs> people cannot see it i'm humble that way yes it is it is indeed i am really excited about it i think it's long overdue i just think it gives people a bit of an understanding on how to use the format because the format has been here for a while it still works which is a good thing so what the hell we're doing with them which ones do they work and how do they work i think it's good to know how many views you get which is what we could we could gather before Mm-hmm. between that and the live insights which are kind of coming hand in hand yeah. I'm excited about both to be honest I think they both actually tell us a lot more about two formats that have still have their place I think so yeah I'm really excited about that how did you feel about the news TikTok girl I think we have like the little factors like TikTok and, and Instagram even if I'm not opposed to any to be honest <laughs> well I, I was very happy because um, this week I made an Instagram reel for the agency I work for, Base Creative, and it was the first one we'd done on that account. And um, I planned, I knew I was going to be doing one. And, you know, I did feel a little bit like, oh, TikTok, what am I doing? You know, I'm a TikTok person, not an Instagram reel person, but I had a lot of fun filming it. And then when I went to publish it, that's when I saw the news that they were going to be releasing insights. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is such good timing. So I really enjoyed seeing A, how it would perform on an account, on an account that hasn't had a real poster to it before and actually being able to see those, um, you know, more in-depth insights about the number of impressions and stuff and the effect that it's had on the account rather than just oh yeah this has been played this many times but we're not going to tell you any more than that so I'm very happy and I do think you know I will always be I think TikTok first but from Instagram perspective I do think it's going to be helpful to creators to have that extra layer of layer can't speak today extra layer of insights and understanding and yeah be able to test them against each other now to see what works I think that's going to be so helpful for people to figure out how to plan their content, what's working. And it just makes sense, doesn't it? When you go to the insights of your Instagram profile, you want to see everything. You don't just want to see the photos and videos on your grid. You want to see more. So I'm very happy about it. (laughs) You know what I love about what you mentioned is actually within this very layered update, which in the newsletter uh, from Friday, people can actually see that there's an article I wrote that is more in depth. You also can see or will be able to see. I'm not sure if it's in tandem, to be very honest. I haven't had the full update. I'm actually updating my phone as we speak. Uh, so it, it might show now. But you can actually see the breakdown of your most, at a glance, your most popular content. Not just obviously the popular posts, but the type of format, which I think is so important because I'm going to throw it out there now. Ooh. But for some people, I think, Aside maybe from reels, which can kind of work for everyone right now, it can have a good, you know, a good reach depending on what you do, to be honest. But 
for different people, it might be different formats that work slightly better. It's like somebody pushing you to do carousels because carousels do well. But I'm like, well, if you've got nothing to say on a carousel, then why would you do it? So I think it's actually really interesting because it will tell you what your audience likes instead of you trying to figure it out by one, looking at the whole content from the past 30 days. Two, then, you know, different types of engagement. So maybe it's got millions of views, but then there's no engagement. So will the video be better than the, the photo in the first place? So I think it's really interesting to be able to see that because from a marketing perspective, as a platform, you're giving me pretty much any possible format under the sun. And I have to guess which one I should put more time and effort on. So I think that's really, really interesting as well. Yeah, it's going to take all the guesswork out of it, isn't it? I mean, that people can actually, at the end of the month or whenever you do your sort of month, I was going to say monthly report, you can go into it and confidently be able to say, yeah, this type of content is working better rather than, well, maybe it's got some likes, it's got some views, but we can't tell any more than that. So I think it's good. And I'm I'm happy actually that Instagram, I feel like sometimes they get a little bit funny about this kind of thing and like to hide that information. So I'm happy that they've just decided, no, we will give it to you. So you can have a better understanding of the performance of, of reels and, and lives. It's very good. I'm actually going to ask you about the lives as well before we jump on into something else, because I find that, that was to me even also, actually, I will say very, very interesting because... I think there's still a place for them, but we talked about it a few times already, like maybe Clubhouse as well and everything like that. You know, it's still an appointment that you have to make, even if you watch later on, would you really rewatch a live? I think we need to understand again what our audience wants and needs. And I think just understanding like we do, when do we lose people or how, what is the perfect length? Something that you have to figure out because you don't know really how many people tune in at what specific time. I think that would be something really valuable because right now it's almost like a guessing game you know just show up on the live and just kind of keep on hoping but I think and if it works you're happy if it doesn't work a lot of people give up which I appreciate but I think maybe now knowing a bit more you can actually maybe make it work for you it doesn't mean that everyone has to do it but I think there's a really good place for it for collaboration perspective so yeah I think that to me was almost as exciting even if it got a bit brushed on the carpet because obviously we had nothing for reals in the first place and people were really excited about that yeah, I think it definitely was overshadowed by reels. But I completely agree. And I think, especially in terms of like collaborations that might be happening, having that extra data to determine, you know, is it successful? Or the the statistic I really liked was peak concurrent viewers. And I was like, oh, that would be handy. That would be really interesting to find out. And yeah, it's just interesting as well as then being able to actually be a lot more strategic with how you're doing those lives because as we've said the things like clubhouse and twitter spaces it feels a little bit you know confused at the moment of where if you're going to do that type of activity what platform you should do it on or what's going to give you the most value as a creator and also as a like audience member you know where should you go to watch these creators or listen to them so very excited about it and I just hope that this means I'm almost predicting I can't think of another type of content, but I'm sure there'll be one, you know, there always is. So I hope that this sort of sets a um, kind of thing, can't think of the word, really bad with my words this morning, but I'm, I hope it means if there's any more content types, Instagram bring out like these insights straight away with it so that people, creators can actually have a, you know, really good understanding of what's resonating with their audience. And then surely that will be better for everyone, I think. 
first of all, I want to say that I hope that they don't they don't come out with any new type of content, please. Instagram chill. We're done with that, I think. I, I'm speaking for myself, but because I mean, before we go back into other pieces of news, I love what you mentioned there. I love that you went back also to you know the other platforms as well, doing similar things and it's almost actually tied in with another piece of news which is I want to kind of quickly glance over because I think is interesting about LinkedIn investing a bit more time and yeah investing also in the company's pages where you can now boost your posts like Facebook which everybody and like everybody and their moms will tell you not to boost your posts on Facebook or Instagram but it's interesting that you can do it on on LinkedIn because I believe you know LinkedIn ads are their own little wild animal but also you can now, you will have actually different and more uh, sophisticated features for the events, which again is really interesting. So there's part of me that is thinking, and that's again me opening up a wider conversation. You know, all the platforms have now started to understand that there's a place for live events, there's a place for online and hybrid and, and that kind of gathering. But I am kind of wondering whether the timing for a lot of these no, it's not off, but maybe the timing is not necessarily perfect right now because I want to hear your opinion. I, I run a community, so I can tell by their, them be, their behaviors when they're around and when they're not. And I know it happens every year, but especially I've seen in the past week, I know that our members love us, but in summer, we're probably going to have really struggled to get them to show up. And so we're actually changing a bit the timing and we're making sure that we check in in the morning so that before the, you know, before the work day, they can come and check in. But I still know that what it was a habit now, a bit because also we're, we are opening up, which we talked about a few times, but also because of the time of the year, you know, people really want to connect outside. And even if it means doing very creative staycations, we want to unplug. And I think it's almost a bit of a heat, a bit of an ego sort of thing to actually understand that and finding and also talking to a brand if you're working with somebody and say to them, we probably want to chill a bit. I know we need to push, push, push. And as I, we can, but people don't want to hear it right now. Again, this is me from what I've seen from our people. And I want to hear your opinion because I come from my own experience, but I've seen it in and out. And I think this year, even more so than any other year. I agree. I think even going back to when things were, you know, more normal, shall we say, and in-person events, I used to experience, you know, from about where are we now, just coming into June, till basically when the schools go back in September it's it's just so hard to get people to turn up and then that was also reflected in lots of online events I did last year it kind of mirrored it so I do think that it's almost a sense of we had so much there was so much buzz around these kind of online event things at the beginning of the year so especially Clubhouse I think that really gave other platforms a bit of a nudge to get on that train you know and you know it is great I mixed feelings I think Clubhouse is still going to be there for some people and that's their preferred place but yeah okay now it means if you've already got uh, an audience established on another platform then you're going to be able to do it but as you say it just feels a little bit like they're all kind of copying each other we're like oh well we must have that feature because we want them to do it here rather than on Clubhouse or on another platform but is this, yeah, is this the right time? Are they going to get people actually engaging with those new features right now? Or is everyone more interested in going outside in the sunshine that we've not seen yet this year, you know? Or 
just getting used to a different way of working as things change, you know, with the current situation. So I think it it all feels a little bit forced. I think it's like, okay, I, I, it makes sense. I see why you're doing it. It's good to have it there. But the timing seems a little bit strange. And I can't see there being the same buzz around this that there was in, say, January or February around Clubhouse when everyone was really enthusiastic for it. I just don't think that there's that level right now. It's interesting as well. I love what you mentioned there because I was thinking that on the timing side, obviously, Twitter also has been like testing, it's been testing with super followers which maybe they were going to call subscribers, which I love. I mean, super followers, I told you, it feels a bit weird to me from, from the get-go. But then also they rolled out already, like the payment option for Twitter spaces. And, and it literally ties back into this conversation. And I'm just kind of like, hmm, I love the live version of it, but I'll tell you something, a sneak peek. I'm actually being invited to become a mentor. Oh. Uh, lol, lol. On, on a new app that is coming out that has got this cross between Twitter spaces and Clubhouse vibes. I cannot mention the name yet, but maybe once I'm in and I've played with it, I can tell you a bit more about it. And it's really interesting because they were trying to say, like, we know how the audio version of things works. We want to give you as mentors the opportunity to monetize your the experience. And I really want to see how that works because I think Clubhouse... And in some ways, other platforms that just rushed into it, they're trying to find their place, you know, in this. And because of that, you know, being an early adopter can be a really good thing, but it can also have its culprits. And I think what's happening right now is that obviously they set up for a, for a model and probably they want to stick with it. But other platforms or apps in this case are coming out and say, mm, I like this, but this doesn't work. And this is probably not being like longevity perspective because it's good to be able to find the niche and to work within a niche. But even with Twitter Spaces, I'm going to argue now, dun, dun, you still have to make sure that you create that consistency. You still have to make sure that people show up. So it's good to have a niche and having a few people tuning in, but it wouldn't really make it a go-to feature unless you get more and more people to adopt it. And I'm wondering whether they'll be able to do that because I know they're trying to rush into it and it's good that they're trying to give monetization options, but is it going to work or is it going to be something that is going to take a slow burner? Is this the right time? I don't know. I want to hear your opinion because I know that you are you are big hearts. So I want to hear what you think. I do question whether at the moment there's all this excitement around Clubhouse style features across all of the platforms and especially Twitter. We've talked about this in previous weeks that they've had so many updates this year alone compared to it feels like any other year, to be honest, which is great. But I wonder, I think it could either be a slow burn, but if it's a slow burn, it's going to be a very slow burn, or whether the novelty of all of these new things is going to wear off very quickly, because at the end of the day, when people think Twitter, they want to go there for very short, form content, whether that, you know, primarily I would say text, but we're obviously seeing more images and video, I guess is, mm, is quite high up there, like when you're scrolling through your feed. But then people don't think Twitter event or Twitter, like, I'll, I'll go listen. It's just not quite in people's, like, mindset yet. And I think we'll see this with other um, apps as well. So with Instagram, you know, the lives, I think, I guess Reels are an example of maybe how people's mindset has shifted quite quickly. If you're a real lover, then you're, you know, then great. But the lives, do people go to Instagram thinking, I want to watch a live right now? Probably not. It's more 
often the case that you stumble across it. You're like, oh, they're live right now. Okay, I might watch. And I think that's probably going to be the same for Twitter spaces as well. If you see that purple circle, then you might think, yeah, okay, I've got 10 minutes, half an hour, I want to listen. But you're not going to go into it thinking, yep, I'm going to use this to to listen to this type of content right now. And if you look backwards, some of the things that have come out in the past, so I'll use LinkedIn as an example, you know, LinkedIn stories, the groups even, they're there. We all know they exist but there's not really much excitement around them and people just kind of, you know, ignore them because it's like, that's not the primary reason why I'm going to LinkedIn. So I think that might be kind of an earlier example of how it's going to pan out with all these current features we're seeing come up because they're just not, they're just add-ons, you know, and because they are so close to each other, they're basically clones. It's like, there's nothing that as a, as a user is going to make you think, oh yeah, I want to go to that platform for this. It's like, I want to go to Twitter to tweet. I want to go to LinkedIn to do a post about XYZ, not use the other stuff. That's what I think. I love what you mentioned that because you almost, you know, when this, I understand exactly why they do it from a platform perspective. They think, well, I want people to use me over somebody else. So I'm going to give them what they have somewhere else here. But the thing is, at the end of the day, we're animals of habit. And I think that's one of the big things that we can do. And because of that, we will probably not jump into all the things. We just go back and do, I'm going to say the bare minimum, but do as you say, like the little things that we do usually as a habit. Because let's be honest, in an ideal world, yes, we're only, I don't know, scroll on TikTok and that's it, or go to Instagram and that's it. But most of us, especially us as marketers, we do loads of platforms and so how can you just say go to linkedin and check the feed check the groups check the the videos you know it's really really hard and i think it's it's interesting because obviously we see that now i think in a way the platforms that before used influencers or creators as um is also a way obviously to foster (coughs) excuse me rank collaborations and such right they would do it that way and right now i see them and they're actually rewarding the creators Yes, because it's good, but also I think because they're trying to use them as the ones that can create the content and become the advocates. Like, you know, there's the Instagram's Creators Week, which I mentioned in the newsletter as well, because 50 Cent is there. No idea why, but he is going to talk. Don't know about what. (laughs) I haven't checked it properly yet, but he's in the newsletter. So, you know, and then we've got the Creators Fund on Pinterest, which is also in the newsletter, which is super interesting because... You know, they did the first time and the newsletter put in the findings from it and the results and now they're going to do it again. So there is all of these things that I can see. So it's just kind of bringing people in there. But yeah, as you said, I wonder whether, you know, it's fine to launch them. It's fine to push them. But I think at the end of the day, just we are animals of habit anyway. And you know what? I want to say something slightly different. And then I also want to hear some of the bits of news that maybe like jumped at you. But it's interesting that TikTok took, I don't know if you've seen it, they took the audio trend or they took the audio vibe, but they actually did it in a completely different way. I don't know if you've seen they launched a radio station or they're launching a radio station. So it's called a TikTok radio. It's like a new digital radio station. And it kind of goes a bit deeper into the connection with music trends, right? And it does, so it's going to showcase some of the trending tracks on the platform, which is really interesting, but also it's going to collaborate with some of the TikTok US influencers. And this is actually in collaboration with Pandora and SiriusXM, so it's not just TikTok. But I found it interesting because, again, they thought, well, 
are actually going to, you know what works for us. We know the people love those songs. We know they listen to them on Spotify. And then it's almost like, to me, it's a very clever way to use a type of content and bring people back onto TikTok by actually going back to what is more recognizable for them, which is the music. I do believe there's an element of winning in, again, keeping it simple. So I don't know if you've seen that, but I found it really interesting. I think it's an example of where people, like the platform knows what works and they've taken it and done something unique with it rather than just another clone. Because I was thinking while you were talking, you could, this is controversial, argue that because we're marketers and we're so used to going across basically all of the platforms because we have to and we have that curiosity and we want to know oh, how it works on this. You could argue that it's good that there's a clone of every feature because that means from like just a user perspective, you might only want to use Instagram or you might only want to use LinkedIn. So then, you know, great, okay, you can do it on that platform. But mm, I'm a marketer, so I'm going to, I don't think like that. I want it to be, you know, unique. So I love that TikTok is doing this. And I could, I could talk about how much TikTok has impacted the music industry in the last year, like for days. So... <laughs> I'm really happy that they're doing that and it, it seems natural it doesn't seem like oh yep we've spotted a trend we need to somehow like wedge that into our strategy going forward you know it's like no I can see that makes sense you've already proven the the impact that you can have on that industry and that it works and you know people think TikTok first in that scenario I feel like like now lots of artists come out with either They'll do an advertisement through Twitter, which involves like a hashtag challenge, or um, they get those songs to be successful because they're used on TikTok, you know. So I think it feels very natural, and I, I like the fact that it it's not just a clone because we don't we don't need that, you know. I no, we don't we don't need that. So, but you know, I do love TikTok. So <laughs> it's like the disclaimer at the end. It's like yeah. <laughs> I do like the guys. So, but what yeah. I've said to me it made all, made all sense you know I'm, I'm not gonna say it just because it's you but and, and just because you like yeah but I love the guys but I you know you were right I think you were right you can literally see how they thought well this is uh, the people that will impact this is um this is the way people have been using it these are some of the you know the ways actually interestingly like not just the influences and the creators but we went into another pivotal part of the app which is the music and we're just spotlighting it um, so it makes total sense to me, and I and I love that. So again, I know you're a fan girl, but you know, it it, it was it was justified uh, that that excitement. I'll tell you one other little quick thing before I ask you one piece of news that you love from the week. Amazon actually created over the last week or ten days. I don't know what they called it again, but is a is a page that has got all the trending products from you know they say online, but it's basically from TikTok. They have like a TikTok finds uh, page. If you what, if you get the newsletter or even if you check them, obviously like the feed of the newsletter, you will see there's the link to it. And it's so funny. You will see all the different trending products. It's mainly from TikTok. They kind of say from the web, but it's basically from TikTok. And it's really interesting to see. So all the products that will be mentioned, they're also on Amazon. They're creating this big list of all of them. I don't know if you knew about that. I didn't. But I'm not surprised because I, I will hold my hands up and say I follow at least a couple of accounts on TikTok, which are literally just today on Amazon I found and then they have like three products and I watch them. I don't actually buy many of them because I guess maybe this is why Amazon have done it because you can't click through from the TikTok to, to Amazon. So 
that's quite a good barrier. Otherwise, I worry about how much money I would have spent on things I really don't need. But they're just really satisfying to watch. <laughs> so that makes a lot of sense why Amazon have made a page where it's from the, it's from the web. Yeah, it's, it's from TikTok, let's be honest, you know. Like, TikTok is the place where you just see so many things. It sounds really rubbish, but... You know, those accounts which have made it their niche to be like, yeah, we're going to showcase everything on Amazon. Go for it. It's working. You've got me watching, you know. So. <laughs> got me in. Yeah. <laughs> so is there anything else from the week that really jumped out at you? I know we talked about a lot of things, so there might be some of the stuff that you've seen, but anything else that comes up for you? I just, so this just intrigued me. I saw that Clubhouse have reportedly had a million Android users sign up. And I was like, huh, okay, because obviously we've got mixed feelings about Clubhouse. You know, we like the platform and I think the platform works really well, but it feels like it's drifting out of our kind of main priorities. And obviously, yeah, Android users couldn't use it for ages while it was kind of in its peak. But I saw that million users had signed up and I thought, okay, that's quite impressive. And I wonder if there will be any repercussions from that and whether there'll be like a little surge in clubhouse rooms whether we'll see some popularity again or not I still think it's good now that if there is a clubhouse event room whatever that you want to attend there's no longer that barrier I still feel like it's a bit too late and I've seen a lot of people say that like you know it's likely that clubhouse was always going to find it difficult I guess at this time of year when things are changing and we're not going to be glued to our phones, we might actually go out and see some things in real life again. But if they kind of miss the boat by not prioritising Android sooner, which I kind of think they might have. But I thought it was interesting to see they are there is definitely some traction there. I love that, actually. And I w- I'm going to put the cynical hat on. I'm going to put the conspiracy. Th- no, no, that's not the right hat. I'm going to put the cynical hat on. So we've got different hats every so often we wear when we're talking. Cynical hat on, which is probably like a bit of a kind of top hat. That's what it would be, a little top, top hat. I think a lot of people might be, now I can access this thing. I had an invite seven months ago. I'm just going to secure my username and check out what it is about. I think a lot of people did it that way. Now that I can actually access this thing, I'm going to jump in and have a look at it. And then sadly, I mean, I, when you were talking, I was a bit sneaky and I just had a bit of a scroll just to see what rooms were going on. And I was like, mm, mm, conspiracy theory here, aliens there. I think I'm OK. So, you know what I mean? Unless you really are at the perfect timing, because a lot of the stuff that happens is live. And unless the people that you follow, which, again, you probably would follow people that you know, people that you admire. So especially if you're jumping in you probably wouldn't see, you know, you have to be there and see it at the right time. So I'm going to be the skeptical one and say, I don't think the surge in downloads it would work necessarily as well as a conversion into loads of people using it or loads of people actually then coming back as much. That's just me. No, I think that's a good point. And when you think about when we, when was it? Was it February, I think, is when we started doing this on there for a trial and you could go on the app and there were always rooms there happening. They all had, you know, it was a real mixture. You get room, rooms with lots and lots of people, you get smaller rooms, but it felt like there was like a buzz in the app. And now, as you say, <laughs> you open it and it's like, oh, um, no, like even if I want to use it, there's nothing really I would want to listen to right now. 
So I wonder if like, yeah, you've got an Android, you sign up, you're like, oh yeah, I finally get to see what the hype is about. And then you're like, what? there's no room. What? Why Why were people listening to this? Why were people spending so much time on this app? And it's like, well, yeah, because there were people on it at the time. <laughs> now right. the world I mean, I'm going from a cynical perspective, you know, maybe I, I, I have that, but yeah, that's kind of how I see it. We'll see. I think we'll see with a lot of things, as you said, it is an interesting time and things are opening up and probably an app that just tells you you have to be here right now is probably not the best solution for a lot of people right now. It's kind of something you want to fit within your breaks or fit when you want to just have a bit of a scroll. And if you have to do it at the same at the right time, then a lot of people might be like, nah, I'm all right with that. Well, this was a loaded one. We'll talk about so many things. Guys, I hope you enjoyed them. Again, as a reminder, if you want to uh, check out everything we talked about and check out all the links there are in obviously the show notes you can click on the link to join the newsletter and then you can even read all the backlog in there especially see what we talked about from this past week and also you can share the love at alt marketing school uh, is alt marketing school on instagram or alt mark school on twitter because space and characters you can obviously tell us what you think i am fab giovanetti becca where can they find you again you can find me at Becca Social across all of the platforms. And we'll see you guys again next week. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Old Marketing School. Until next time.